So I went to this dinner party and I was sitting at a table and I was talking to this gentleman who was there with his wife and we're talking, having a great conversation and she walks over and I notice him noticing her. Like he's in our conversation, but he's very much paying attention to how she moves, how she's moving through the room. And so she comes over and he goes, excuse me, and he stands up and he pulls her chair out from the table. And it was just the whole look on his face, even the moment before she came to sit, just his attention and presence with her was just so powerful. And so, you know, it made me kind of think about the dynamics in a relationship. Who loves who more? From WBZ Chicago, this is When Magic Happens. I'm Jennifer Shea Lovelong here with Taylor Coward. Cheryl is out, unfortunately. So joining us today is our special guest host, award-winning journalist and contributing reporter for WBEZ, Natalie Moore. And today we're talking about the dynamics of love, examining who puts in more work in a relationship. All that and more coming up. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hacia, whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at HACIAWorks.org. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at WBEZ.org slash events. I feel like I was told or heard growing up, not necessarily from my parents, is that, oh, a man, you should be with the man who loves you more. That's what I was told. Yeah, and I can't tell you who told me this, like where I heard this from, but I feel like that's something that's out there collectively somewhere. Yes. I don't know if it's true. I mean, I think when you're in relationships, even in a committed one, is there like someone who's chasing someone? Is Mm -hmm. that power dynamic ever fully gone away, even if you're partners? And I also think it might change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Maybe it doesn't. But I don't think these things are static either. Have you experienced where the man has loved more or is that what you seek is a man who loves more? Well, let's step back from love first and just talk about dating. I am I am the one I'm married. I've been married going on. I'm married in 2014, but I dated a lot Mm -hmm. before. And. There's no better way to get a man more interested in you than when you start ignoring him. Yes. (laughs) So even if you're into someone, but you feel like he's not into you or you're unsure, all these questions, ignore. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing what will happen after that. I think sometimes, like you said, it does change because I feel like initially I was the chaser because my boyfriend was like, I'm about to move out of the country I'm not trying to date right now. And I was like, but you're wrong. I was like, sorry. I was like, you're wrong. And then the pandemic happened and he couldn't leave the country anymore. And he was like, well, hey. And I was like, no, Mm. you wanted to move. And, you know, 
And so it kind of switched. And now that we've we've been together like four years and I feel like the chase is gone because we're just like in this partnership together. And it's very comforting to like not have to worry about dynamics as much anymore. Is and he going to call me? Yeah. Am I calling too much? All of that I know anxiety. where he is. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like I have his location. He has mine. I don't need to know. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that is also generational though. Because I feel like I do not want to speak for all men in my generation because I know it to not be true. But I think in particular, my boyfriend is not as afraid of vulnerability. Mm. And so I don't think that I ever felt that I loved him more, he loved me more, because I felt like we were both coming at it equally. And I don't know if other generations have experienced the same thing due to the current work of breaking down toxic masculinity in the patriarchy um, that may not have existed, like, say, even 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so I asked my friends this question. Mm-hmm. You know, if there is a need or desire for a man to love a woman more, like, what is sort of the basis for that? And so what I heard was that, you know, because men are perhaps less emotional, but it sounds like in your generation, they actually are more vulnerable. Some, yes. Some of them are. Mm -hmm. You know, because they are less emotional, that it demonstrates a level of commitment Mm -hmm. if they sort of, quote, love more or if they give more, if they do more, you know, because I think women in particular, we are are emotional beings Mm -hmm. in some ways. And so it's easy for us to express that and maybe a little bit more challenging for them to express it. So when they do, that's a good thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's about who's more emotional or emotionally available. Mm -hmm. I think it's about who's the prize. Mm. Okay, do tell. So if you love someone more, you know, regardless of the gender and, you know, we're talking about, I mean, my experience is with men because Mm -hmm. I'm heterosexual. If this person is pursuing you, then they see you as the prize. And then maybe they're going to uplift you a little bit more. And it might not be a big, it might not distinguish that much about who's loving who more. Because I wouldn't recommend being with someone who loves you, who you don't love, or who you're not into just for the sake of sure being loved right. or getting some of the things that you're looking for. Or you shouldn't settle. But like, okay, so who is the prize? So if you end up with this person... But your investment and initial sort of commitment to it wasn't the same as theirs. This is the other thing. I think that women like to feel desired and that they will respond in a way if it's demonstrated that they are desired. Mm-hmm. I don't know. that Because, of course, we're all coming at this from, like, a heteronormative lens. And so I'm wondering, like, is that something? Because I think you're saying, like, the woman is the prize, right? No, it could be the man. I okay. think I think that's whoever loves who more mm-hmm. that it has something to do with I'm gonna the call prize. My aunt, when I leave, I should, maybe should have called her before and be like, she exclusively dates women, and so I'm gonna be like, what do you do? Like, like, are you both chasing each other? Is is actually my aunt not to put you out there she is the chaser though I saw her do it at market days <laughs> but like <laughs> but like you know I'm, I'm wondering like I guess everybody experiences this at some point of like are we both putting the same level of stock into this you know what I mean and like mm-hmm. can you feel when someone is not giving what you're giving and I think that's like a universal frustration with dating 
People want to yeah. feel wanted. Yeah, everybody wants to feel wanted. And, you know, I feel weird when I see people who it just looks lopsided. Yeah. Like I can tell you're obsessed with her or him or them and you're just like doing too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like me personally, when it was a beautiful story you opened with, mm-hmm. but I would tell my boyfriend, sit down. I'm really? Like, yeah, I'd be like, continue your conversation. I can get my own yeah. chair. Why did you do all that? But that's me personally. But did that couple know each other? Yeah. They were they were married. They had been together <laughs> for They so were much. strangers. No. No, that no. was his wife. That was his wife. I'm like, yeah. sit, sit down. Doing that was much. his yeah, wife. Yeah, you're doing too much. See, you no. saw me get ready this morning. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're a even hopeless his, romantic. I am. I'm so, I'm so I, When I say I love love, she I love. do. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> because that was the point. Was like, hey, y'all have been married and you still show this level of care and commitment and yeah. love. And like, hey, I am in the middle of this conversation, but this person is so precious to me that I'm going to pause it for a moment and pull her chair out. It See, I'm so like a lot to me. I'm so, it's me a too. lot. I, oh. you know, for, I am not a romantic and cynical. <laughs> and it was a lovely moment, but I don't know what we really know out of that moment. Because what happens when they get home? He could be performing. It, 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 he <laughs> on he certainly show. could be. But in this moment, he was very present. And, you know, and, the and attention so, to someone he already is not chasing anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And I do want to say this. I have seen them out in other in contexts and mm-hmm. other social environments. And it is the same level of care. In fact, I saw them in the airport. Just like so sweet. How do you see them so much? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that the time in the airport was, okay. was random. But we're in the same circles. Right, okay. right. So, but yeah, it was just, I thought it was very It special. is sweet. I just yeah. think personally, I would be like, but again, maybe it's generational. Where, I, but that could be her love language. Yeah, like yeah. acts so of service. And he's what actually, is do love, you yeah. know y'all's? Do you know your your top love language? I do. I took the test. Me and my boyfriend took the test. We were both strong on quality time. He likes giving gifts. I like receiving gifts. He really favors acts of service. I don't. But I think it was interesting to see where we line up. And then I learned that maybe it was wrong because I think he does also like receiving gifts. So I've been tr- putting more effort into getting him little things. He was an Eagle Scout in his favorite camp that they went to. Um, I got him, like, merch from the camp, and he wears it, like, all the time. Hmm. And I think that it's, like, very sweet to do, like, trial and error and see what people enjoy. And And you don't always like the same thing. Like, I think technically that was probably, like, an act of service, you pulling out the chair. Mm-hmm. I would have told him sat down. Yeah, Jennifer would have been like, oh, thank you. You know what I mean? I would have. So it's like different for everybody, and I love that. So where do we line up here? I Well, I know for certain mine are acts of service and words of affirmation. Mm. I demonstrate them in um, probably affection and quality time. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. How about you, Natalie? I am big on acts of service. Mm-hmm. But clearly not. Except the, the chair. The- <laughs> <laughs> no to the chair. You know, I, I heard this artist talk once who is a lesbian, and she talked about how her partner would say every day, what can I do today to make your life easier? Something mm. along those lines. And I was like, oh, now that's my mm. love language. Yeah. So the service for me would be, you know, I'm a bit, and I don't mean that like I need an assistant because yeah. you can get an assistant. 
and it's, not have a partner do these things. That's right. But I think that the being considerate mm-hmm. and thinking about what would help me today, yeah. no matter what that is. You know, it could be a candy bar or it could be picking up a kid when it's not your rotation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on that because like it's like little things mm-hmm. and, and they can be little things like washing the dishes or taking the trash out without me, you know. Yeah, just, doing something extra yeah. that's going to make things easier. easier. Yeah, I think my, my yeah. husband is quality time and I like quality time, but that I would say that is higher mm-hmm. for, him. for him. I don't think that we are necessarily mismatched because there's nothing on the acts of service. I'm like, oh, I don't, I mean, who doesn't love getting gifts? Who right. doesn't <laughs> love some of those things? Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. So what are your conditions for love? Like, what are the things that are important to you? I, you know, like you just talked about, someone that makes your day easier. I feel like my boyfriend does that automatically, Mm -hmm. and I really appreciated that. Like, I, I need someone to tell me to stop, like, backtracking when I'm leaving the house. So he'll, like, grab the stuff that he knows that I probably forgot, keys, phone charger, glasses, sunglasses, things like that. Like, people that can pick up where you leave off. Mm. Like, I remind him about a meeting that he probably forgot to put in his calendar. Now we have a shared calendar, and that's the way that I really help him kind of keep time. And then I'm always late, so he'll be like, hey, you really should leave at, like, this time, you know? Or smaller things, like... Right now I have this like hair wax color in my hair. And when he was walking behind me today, he was like, your whole back is gold. And he like went and got a paper towel and like wiped my back because I wasn't looking at my back and I just would have been looking goofy all day with a glittery back. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's so sweet. I do too. People that can like, my condition was like, you don't have to be just like me. I would rather you're not, but I would rather you like, fill in some of the things I'm missing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we both do that for each other. So, like, I guess that was my condition. Like, we're not exactly the same, but, like, we still could, like, make each other whole, you know? Yeah, like compliment each other. Yeah. Yeah. Natalie, how about you? You know, I think about maybe what I was thinking about dating, and I definitely was not in a relationship like you or Taylor at your age. And I got married in my late 30s, so I had a... Plethora. I mean, I thought I was the black Carrie Bradshaw up in here in Chicago with my Manolo's on. <laughs> For dating, it was attention and fidelity. Mm-hmm. But a partnership is so different because, yes, you want to make sure you have date nights and romance, but like you're building a life. And then if you have children and bills and you buy a house, like it's, there's so many practical things that you think, who can I make decisions? Mm-hmm. with yeah who's gonna have the same values 
I think like my mentality when I really wanted to be serious is shifting like who is this person not just the oh my gosh he's so cute he dresses so great or yeah. he makes me feel good like that stuff can dissipate mm-hmm. um, I really value I mean of course loyalty and friendship and people taking care of you but highbrow lowbrow what do you so, mean by that? my husband for example we can go to the hood bar around the corner mm-hmm. and have a great time but he also owns three tuxes and we can go to galas and he's not like what are we doing that for mm-hmm. like my world involves so many different kinds of people mm-hmm. but even outside of journalism i just have these kind of interests like sometimes you don't always want to eat at the, well you can't afford the big steakhouse so can let's get this fried chicken <laughs> from the place <laughs> around the corner and is that fun mm-hmm. And so I don't know what that value. I just call it highbrow, lowbrow. Yeah. Mine, but my closest girlfriends yeah. are like that too. Yeah. My, my, I said I want someone that can hang. Is like how yeah. I thought yeah. about it. Like my boyfriend is he's not black, so I was like, but you need to go to Lamb's Barbecue with me. And he passed the test. It was like, well, that's so easy. It was barbecue in the city, but it was the Fourth <laughs> of July, and that line was down the street, and he was waiting for the barbecue. And I was like, I can be with him. Like, yeah. he can be anywhere. He's at people at the chicken counter know him on Cheap Chicken Monday at the Jewel, Jewel. on Cottage Grove. <laughs> like, he really can hang. And that's what I was looking for. I feel like with any race or any gender, any anybody, you want someone that can do the things that you do. Mm-hmm. And you don't want people to look down on what you do. And so I think that is important of, like, can you can you keep up with me and do the things that I do, whether it's something you want to go to or not? Yeah. You know, Natalie, I was listening to you say kind of like this transition of what you value, what you're looking for. So I have been married and I'm divorced now and sort of and not sort of single, but single. And the things that sort I of sort of single, single. Well, sort of, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> so complicated anyway. Um, but, you know, what you're looking for is different, but it's a little bit elevated because you've almost learned a lesson, you know, like these are the things that I want at this stage in looking for relationships. And so, like, I I think I really find consistency important. Communication is extremely important to me mm-hmm. now. I think also I, I, I wouldn't define it as highbrow, lowbrow, but just being nimble and mm-hmm. being able to pivot and just do, flexible. Yeah, yeah, being very flexible and comfortable, you know, being in environments that might make you uncomfortable. You or, know? or that phrase, get you somebody that can do both. But I also, I want to feel like, I think towards the end of the relationship, like I want to feel love in a different way. Did you guys see this gentleman? He was on Instagram and he, this video went viral and basically he was um, at a restaurant. He was intending to meet a woman at the restaurant for a date. And he arrived, he waited, and she never showed up. Mm. And so he was kind of recounting the experience, talking about how, you know, he felt like he had done everything right. He was consistent. He followed up. He, you know, expressed interest. He even was standing on the camera with these flowers. And he said she just, she didn't show up. And he said, you know, why is it so hard to find love? And then when he said this, I almost melted. But he goes, I'm just, I'm just trying to find my person. Like, I'm just trying to find my person. Did you DM him? And he's sitting up here putting all that on social media. 
I'd, that, I, I'd be like, mm. See? The cynic. But, you know what? <laughs> he can I, be a match for you, you but I'm like, why are you doing this? But, and you're just putting yourself I, out there. I think that is a byproduct. Sir. That is a byproduct of dating app era. He was meeting her off of a dating people app. People use it like a game. Yeah. You are, you are flipping through people. Yeah. And I don't think people acknowledge that. And yeah. like, yeah, I swiped on this person. And they're saying that they're going to take me out, but I don't feel like going, so I'm not going to go. Yeah. And if you're thinking of people like a game, that may happen to him a lot. Yeah. He may he may be buying out the floral section every weekend and get stood up a lot because some people go for free food. I met my husband on eHarmony mm-hmm. back when there wasn't Tinder or Grinder or bagels mm-hmm. or coffee. <laughs> coffee means bagels. Yeah. <laughs> Really, it was only Match and eHarmony. And Match had too many bathroom selfies for me to get on. And eHarmony had, and this was totally out of my comfort zone. I mean, I, it was so hard for me to do this. It worked, though. But I was recycling Mm -hmm. too many. I was like, I got to meet some good people. And so, you know, you pay. It's a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. And I, part of the reason why I did it, made this the leap because I was turning 35 but I also have friends who are very social mm-hmm. who are on it because I feel like I I was out I meet people mm-hmm. and the advice they gave me is don't ever do a first date you should not be going to dinner he should not have been buying her flowers you want something low stakes like a coffee doing like you're making a commitment if you do a dinner or a movie or something like that. And what if you don't like the person, someone's wasted money and you've wasted your time. So I would, that man who I'm sure is listening, (laughs) I would say lower the stakes on your dating. I'm old fashioned. And I hear that, but I guess, you know, this was my, this was my thing. Why is it so hard for you to find your person? You know, like he, he just, I think standing people up is so wrong, but it is so common. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. I think that doesn't help right now. Have y'all ever stood anybody up? Yes. I don't think so. I've been stood up, though. It sucks. Why did you stand? Why did you do it? (laughs) I just didn't feel like going. No. uh, (laughs) And so no call? No, no, no. So. All right. (laughs) Okay. Come clean. I just something told me I just I shouldn't go. Mm. Well, and and I don't I don't know why, but I I just. I don't know. I just I just didn't go. Sometimes I you need to go. follow your gut. Yeah. But you didn't like shoot a text and be I like, mean, not going to be there. I should have done that. Did he but actually, up? yeah, he did. And and I what really what I should have done cuz I was coming from something to that, mm-hmm. right? What I should have done is just say, "Hey, you know, I'm preoccupied or whatever." Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. I just didn't feel the inclination to just Was he kind of getting just, on your nerves beforehand? Yeah. And I, when I say get on my nerves, like just you just don't feel it. Mm-hmm. You're just not feeling it. And so Sorry I, I probably did not <laughs> show the proper care. I should have actually but said something. Know. But, you know. It breaks my heart. I mean, have y'all ever stood anybody up? Nope. Really? Mm-hmm. How about you, Natalie? Come on, say yes. No. Me. No. I'm sure I've canceled, but I don't think I, I've ever I think stood I anybody like up. pivoted the type of event it was. Like, I didn't feel comfortable going on a date with this guy, so I invited a mutual friend. And we just weren't a good time together. Mm. So I was like, I'm bringing this this dude we both know. 
and we all gonna bowl together. So then, what does an ideal relationship look like? Like, what's what is ideal? I don't think there's a universal well, answer to that. The acts of service, communication. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get along. You're gonna disagree on things, but being able to have conflict and move on mm-hmm. from it, have because con- you're gonna have conflict. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really hard when I first met my boyfriend and he was planning on moving to a different continent. I was like, you know, I feel like we have a good thing. I don't really understand why you're not willing to make this work. And he's like, I don't understand why you don't understand that I don't want to do long distance. So, Taylor, why did you why did you fight for it? Because I feel like we really got along well and I felt like he was acting like out of fear of Mm -hmm. things not working out Mm -hmm. and so I was like and he said that to me he's like I would just hate to like be with you we have a connection and then it fizzles because we're long distance and we're both left with nothing Mm -hmm. and I was like but why not try Mm -hmm. and so we were like on his couch like well what are we gonna do and I was like let's just try and if it doesn't work out at least we tried and if it does we'll be together so we tried and we were dating for almost a year, and then the pandemic happened, and he didn't even end up moving. And so I think I brought up to him mid-pandemic, I'm like, what if we broke up because you were moving? You would have been looking silly, denying yourself That's right. a potentially very happy life because you're saying what you're never not going to do. Yeah, That is such a good point because I think about, like, I think about it as, like, in frameworks, mm-hmm. you know, like, even being married and, like, Just even the path that I went through was sort of like, okay, you know, our friends went to college. We, you know, then find a job. We get engaged. You get married. You have kids, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're just following this, like, path. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I thought was the path turned out not to be. (laughs) (laughs) And, but it made me rethink that whole framework. Yeah. You know, that. Love can look so many different ways. A relationship can look so many different ways. The way you are in relationship with people can Mm -hmm. look different. And so I think love can evolve to look like something you don't even expect. expect. Yep. My boyfriend and I, we were driving. We had just got home from something at the Chicago Botanic Garden. So we had, like, been in the car for a while. And I was playing music that time, which is rare. And Strangers in the Night by Frank Sinatra came on. Mm. And we both just started, like, singing and, like, holding hands. And so in my head, I'm like, that's, like, our song. You know what I mean? And I I don't think that you have, like, I don't know if you, like, sit down like, this is our song. But I just, like, no. It just happened. Yeah, it just happened. You hear a song together and you both love it. And And you start singing it just like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it just, it does speak to, like, our relationship because we met online, too. He's someone I never would have met. You know what I mean? I'm like, we were really like strangers. Yeah. So yeah, that's our our jam. I'd say my husband and I have like a song that we really love since we were dating. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashford and Simpson, It mm. Seems to Hang On. Yeah. And Chaka Khan, Rufus, Everlasting Love. Okay. Oh, I love that. What's your fave love songs? Coco Jones, I See You. Mm. If you, first of all, like how she belts that out, Mm -hmm. it is coming literally from the soul. Like I just, it it just feels like she loves this person. Baby, I I see you. Yes. I need you. I don't know the rest. (laughs) (laughs) 
And that's a wrap for our Love Wars episode. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and tune in every Friday for your dose of When Magic Happens. And follow us on Instagram at When Magic Happens Podcast. Don't miss out on the latest and greatest from your When Magic Happens family. Subscribe to our newsletter, the perfect companion to this podcast, at wbez.org backslash newsletters. You can find me, Jennifer Shay Love Long, on Instagram at Being Shay Love. You can find me, Taylor Coward, on Instagram at Taylor Coward Online. And you can find me, Natalie Moore, on Instagram at Southside Lois Lane. And we want to hear from you, our magical listeners. Our email address is magic at wbez.org. Send us anything we want to hear from you. When Magic Happens is a production of WBEZ Chicago and part of the NPR Podcast Network. Our truly magical producer is Brianna Garrett. Elizabeth Cambridge is our associate producer. Brendan Banizak is our executive producer. Tracy Brown is chief content officer. Production assistance from Justin Bull. Engineering by Maria Lopez. See y'all next week. Thanks for letting me crash. This is fun. This is fun. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.